This is episode 161 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, happy Friday. Oh, I love Fridays. Today is Friday on the Coaching for Pastors podcast, and I want to wrap up this week by sharing with you from a a podcast that I did with N.T. Wright and just sharing with you one answer to one question that I asked him. And I think it encapsulates what I've been talking about in terms of understanding what ministry is all about, how to get things done, how how to bear fruit in ministry by knowing who the enemy is, by not fighting with our people, by not warring against our board or our ministry leaders or our staff, but understanding who the enemy is because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And I asked N.T. Wright a question when we had him on a podcast recently, and the question had to do with Paul. Uh, Tom Wright is an expert. He's a scholar on the Apostle Paul. And I thought, you know, a lot of pastors, they, they want to grow their church. They want to get their church bigger. And, and what if they're not successful in that way? What if they're always going to have a church oh, of around 50 or around 100 or 150 or 200, and it's never really going to get any bigger? And I said to him, what would Paul say? So here's my question, and here's the answer. And my question to you, Pastor, is would you be content with what N.T. Wright is describing as a good pastor in a good ministry. Take a listen. What do you think Paul would say to today's pastors? I mean, thinking about the small church pastors that are just, they're working in small communities, in small churches. Sometimes they wonder if they're ever going to be known, uh, and they have to have a lot of patience, a lot of faithfulness, a lot of perseverance. You know, from your understanding of Paul and his writings and his heart, what would he say to today's Um, pastors? of being known. It's interesting that you put it like that. Paul says that we are unknown and yet well known. And I I think 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 3 onwards would probably be what Paul would say. These are the signs of the apostles um, that that you are unknown and yet well known, that you are dying and behold we live, that you are um, uh, cast down but not forsaken and all of that. And um, Paul was writing to the Corinthians who wanted him to be a sort of a well-known figure. They wanted to have an apostle they could boast of. And um, many in ministry want to be the sort of people that their churches can be proud of. But actually, and, you know, naturally I say this as an old man and all the rest of it, but uh, (laughs) from the the Pauline point of view, if you are loving your people and if you are praying with and for them and if you are teaching them faithfully from the scriptures you will be known by the people who matter Um, in other words by the people who love you in return and are grateful for your ministry and for some people that may be a, a, a core of 20 people who absolutely know that you are the one who they trust to lead them into the presence of god week by week and so on and so on and for others, it, it may mean, uh, wow, you know, let's move you to this church, or why didn't you apply for that job? But that's a snare and a delusion. And I, I would counsel young pastors and old pastors to soak themselves into Corinthians, and particularly those middle chapters from the end of chapter two through to the end of chapter six, really, um, because that's Paul's agenda for what it means to be a pastor, to be a minister of reconciliation. And 
He's not looking for size of congregation or for success in worldly terms. As he says in 1 Corinthians, um, not many of you were uh, doing anything in, in worldly terms. God chooses what is weak in the world's eyes to shame the strong. God chooses what is nothing in the world's eyes to shame those things that are. And I think God does exactly the same in the churches today. And I, I would also say, for goodness sake, lift up your eyes and look at the worldwide church. Look at what's happening in parts of the third world. Um, look at what's coming out of the Chinese church now, where, where they've been almost entirely underground for years. But now some of, the, some of the writings from Chinese Christians who've lived with what it means to be a persecuted church for generations, they have now got things to teach us. And so uh, we can easily get, we in the UK get, get stuck by thinking that Christianity is basically Britain plus a few friends, you know. And of course, we all know that's not true. But in the same way in America, people can get stuck in thinking mm -hmm. that Christianity is what it seems to be in America with a few others around the place. And actually, Christianity is a much bigger and more exciting and dramatic and dangerous thing than any of that. So I think to keep the Pauline focus, the two Corinthians focus, and to keep the global reach. But, you know, I was in a seminary a few years ago doing uh, some lectures in a big Catholic seminary in Baltimore, St. Mary's Seminary, the one up on the hill there in Baltimore. And the president of the seminary in the Q&A, he asked me from the chair, he said, he said, what is your basic thing that you want to say to clergy as they're being trained? And I say, uh, you need to learn how to pray, you need to learn how to read the Bible, and you need to learn how to love people. And if you're doing those three things, then let the chips fall where they will. And he said from the chair, he said, that's exactly what I tell my young men. And I say, good, we're on the same page. <laughs> Ever since I heard it, I have been enthralled with that answer. You have to learn how to pray. You have to learn how to read the word. And you have to learn how to love your people. Man, those words are so powerful that we would be men and women of prayer, that we would be men and women of the Word, learning how to read the Scriptures and understand them, that we would be men and women who love our people and who serve our people. May God bless us as pastors, as shepherds, as teachers, that we could bear much fruit for Him and that we could be content with the ministry and the growth that he gives us. Pastor, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'm going to talk to you along with my guest tomorrow on the weekend edition of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. <laughs>